Where should we begin? Where should we begin? Neater wondered aloud, flourishing on his heels. Why don't you start with this odd change? I said to him. You looked entirely different the last time I saw you on the stoop of a falling home. Oh, yes. That is the wickedest curse of mine. I shall take the manner of each place I come to. At one, I am an old man, bent and aged with horrible manners. And another, I am a stately fellow with a high brow and a higher fortune. Here, I suppose I am cursed to the fool, running about in this dastardly dress. Who would wear this in a city so beset? Ah, I hope the next one is better. Thaddeus leaned over next and said, Are you claiming to be immortal? Ha! Claiming. Good one, sir. One does not claim if one simply is. It is a statement of fact and nothing more. The game begins. I arrive. I wait for our young, although admittedly not always young, chosen one to appear. And I send them on their merry way. His tone grew serious and he looked down upon me. And so it has gone for a thousand, thousand cycles. Until... you. He pulled a chair under him then and sat beside me. He began to study me, as if I was a strange artifact that he had just uncovered in a torrid desert. What... are you? Neither wondered. What am I? What sort of question is that? I said. I should ask you who you are. I already told you who I am, Neater answered. I am the springboard, the giver, the first link on the chain, if you will. When the wind blows your sail, I'm the first gust to get you moving. That is not an answer. What are you? Neater seemed to think hard on that. His face contorted as many thoughts passed behind his brow, and not all of them seemed pleasant, for a few looks of horror overcame him. Finally, he settled on a perplexed visage and shrugged his shoulders. Unfortunately, friend, I don't think I can answer that one. That is like... Well, that is like asking one of those fibers over on that tapestry what it was. Oh, you might remember being a strand, or maybe part of a weave, but that is not really what it was. It came from a plant, and that plant came from the earth. And it was planted before that by some chance, and on it goes, back to time uncounted. It would tell you, oh, I was but a yarn. But that would be false. It is much older. And if it has such a storied history, then Kaelin, friend, understand that I have won ten thousand times over. If I had a name, it is long forgotten. Which is not to say I remember no names. I remember many names. Neither is the one I gave you, and it was given to me, oh, ten cycles ago now, if I am remembering right. I don't even recall why I got the moniker. The lass who gave it was very cross with me. Died not ten steps after I sent her off. Wait, died? I began, but Neither was not finished. Before that, I was Galathin. I like that one. That was a good world. A lot of knights with shining armor and good morals. But, well, they failed too. 
Before that, I was some fellow named Jim. Absurd name, Jim. It's barely a word, much less a name. Jim. Nonsense. Of course, none of those are who I am, only who I was. Nita rose then and began to pace about. You see, Kaelin, you are entered into a grand story. One so magnificent that to even describe it would be, well, that would be magic. It is older than you, or me, or this world, or the world before it. It goes back so far I can recall only the briefest moments. A shadow here, a sword there. But over it all, I have always remembered. The game must go on. What game? I demanded. I haven't seen any games. You've only spoken to me once, and cryptically, I might add. And suddenly I was in a completely different world. I am dreaming. I must be dreaming. Ah, yes, there you are, Nieder said, a sudden smile rising. Dreaming. You are getting closer, Kaelin. Wrong, of course. You're not dreaming. Well, hmm. I don't know. Maybe that's not the right way of putting it. Hmm. No, no, I think that's correct. After all, you are not dreaming. This is all real enough. Gone totally askew, of course. I still have no idea how you got here. How did you get here? That is a question even I am perplexed by. What do you mean? You sent me here, I said, nearly jumping from my chair, ready to strangle the infuriating man. A newfound calm entered Nieder. He narrowed his eyes. No, Kaelin, I did not send you here. I sent you to her. Those are the rules, you see. The chosen one finds me, they banter about on how crazy things are, and then I tell them to go along to the old woman. Apologies to you, my lady, he bowed towards Ilya. Then I die, he declared, standing up. Die? You do not appear dead, Thaddeus said. Oh, a scholar in our midst, Nieder teased. No, you bumbling oaf, of course I'm not dead. I mean, I was. It's been... Oh, it's been a very long time since I met Kaelin on that stoop. At least 10,000 years? Maybe more? What year is it? Do you all even have years anymore? There's no sun. I don't see how you could count the days. It is the year 739 in the ardent defense of Melor the Lightbearer, Thaddeus answered. Melor the Light... Priest, if you are going to make up words, at least have them sound interesting. What does that mean, Lightbringer? Who is bringing light? Your city is a black hole. Thaddeus rose then. His shoulders drew back and a fell look entered his eyes. Curb your tongue, stranger. The heart of Malor Lightbearer has kept the dark at bay for all the years of his reign. He is the salvation of mankind, and for his strength the city does not perish, but the night is held aloft. Oh, Nieder said. I see now. Oh, ho, ho, clever girl. Thaddeus frowned. Who are you speaking to, he said. No one, Nieder declared. Then he began to pace once more. That explains a bit of it. I see. Yes. Cast him ahead. We'll pass the mark. If you keep losing, 
change the game. You are talking as if we are pawns on a chessboard, sir, Thaddeus said. Yet you know nothing of our world, our means, our people. I am unsure if you are mad or a con man. Neither, I assure you, Nader said. At least, I am as sane as one can be. Now listen, priest. And you too, Kaelin. And, well, I suppose you can too, Ilya, if you want. I cannot imagine you have anything to offer as help. Well, I never, Ilya said, but Nieder ignored her. To explain all that was, is, and is to come, is far beyond my bounds tonight. I was not lying before. We have only hours to make things right. Days at the most. Until what, Jester? Thaddeus said. Hey now, I have not called you fat despite thinking it the entire time I have been here, so let's keep the barbs at a minimum. I am breaking the rules, after all, and might even be in more trouble than you. If things go wrong, you'll just die. How easy is that? I have to deal with actual repercussions. Now, where was I? Oh yes, we are all going to die shortly. For you, that is perhaps a more pressing matter than I, but I would like to avoid it nonetheless, and not least for the fact that I will now be breaking some long-standing traditions. I am not a... A pawn, as our friend so elegantly put it. I am more like a knight. Quite capable in my own right, but very limited in where I may go. But I am about to behave like a bishop, and, well, the game masters may not be pleased with it. Game masters, I wondered. Like, gods? <laughs> no, lad, no, silly no, not gods. I mean, well, yes, I, I suppose they are like gods to you, but they're not really gods. Then what are they? I asked. Ha! <laughs> hmm. Well, I'm not sure how to describe them, actually. You can't describe the things you're basing this entire story off? I said. Now listen, I may not know things, but that does not mean I am unaware. I mean, even fish know there's a sky, but you would not go asking them about cloud patterns. Like I said, I am the lowest link of the chain. Even that old crow is many steps above me. I am just the introduction. You, Kaelin, are the one who is supposed to do things. Me, I said. <laughs> that cannot be right. I'm just an average man of Marhau. You would not choose me to haul your packages, much less do anything important. Oh, I, I quite agree, Nieder said to my surprise. You are quite out of your depth. We both are in step on that. But, like I said, bottom link, I don't get to choose. You all just come to me and I shove you on your way. Or, well, that's how it's supposed to go. Wait, all, as in more than me. Of course, that's how things go, Nieder said. And we, meaning all of us, like me, we are chosen ones to, to do what? Save the world? Ah, well, there's where we get down to things. See, I only assume you're supposed to save the world. Not alone in that, mind you. All the others agree that the Chosen One is supposed to stop this whole nasty death cycle business. But the truth is, you all have a terrible record for these things. 
Now, when I say terrible, I mean not one of you has ever succeeded. Or come somewhat close. We all die? I said. Well, yes. But to be fair, everyone dies. Even I die. Thousands of times, as I said. Only, your kind tend to die a bit more violent, if I'm being honest. What? I said, incredulous at what was being thrust on me. I still had half a mind to walk out right then into the dark. My certainty in this being a dream was wavering, but this was so far beyond madness. It could only be a nightmare, right? Hold on, lad. Hold on. I have good news, Nieder said, raising his hand. You are the longest lived of any of your kind. You are quite literally here at the end of the world. You've done it, lad. You're the best. The best of a dead horde, I said. I suppose you could look at it that way, but I choose to take a brighter tune. Do you know why? Because you're insane, Thaddeus said. Hush, priest man. You're nobody in this tale and ought to act like it. No, Kaelin, I am on a positive note because this is different. He sat on the last word, letting it hang in the air as if it should impress me. I only shrugged. Different than what? All of it, Nader said. You don't understand, lad. Your kind never make it this far. You're usually dead within the first couple days. Most barely make it past the second arrival. Why, I've watched you so-called chosen ones trip and break your neck while walking away from me. You're a bumbling lot of fools. And, if I'm honest, I've begun resenting you over the eons. Imagine being me, caught in a spinning cycle of death, and the only way for it to be stopped is if a baby bird should happen to rest it down from the cycle. You get just as tired of watching them flattened on the earth as I am. And this cursed cycle just keeps spinning. But you... You're a different kind of bird, Kaelin. Somehow, you're not flat. You're alive. I don't know how, but you are. And that, my friends, means the game has changed. This is no game, sir. Thaddeus said. Outside these walls, an evil hungers for the soul of man. Beasts walk the streets. No one is playing for points this evening. I am not trying to belittle the plight of this city, dearest priest. Surely no one here will laugh at the scoring of a point or a foul on the ropes. Forgive me if I sound crass. It is only these aeons which have made me a bit cynical in my nature. And might I say... Bravo. You lot have lasted a very long time. One of the longest, in fact. And I am quite curious how. We last for the will of the people, Thaddeus answered. Oh, come now. People are fickle and weak. No, something else is keeping you afloat. Especially on this one. You've quite the end coming. A terrible dark that erases and devours. The light bearer will keep us safe, Thaddeus said firmly. Willie now. Tell me, priest, when is the last time you saw the moon? Surely you've thought it at least a little odd that the stars and their lord have gone from the sky. 
Thaddeus seemed shaken by that. The priest's beard began to move about as if he was chewing on it, and his eyes drew down into a harsh stare. But he did not answer, and a long silence fell. The fire cracked and moaned, and somewhere outside the high stone walls, I thought I heard a sound like the wind rising and falling. But it was only that wailing chorus. He is right, Thad, Ilya said, breaking the quiet. You know as well as I, this Devil's Eve is not the same as the rest. Thaddeus stared a moment longer at the lanky form of Neater, then sighed and bowed his head. I know, he said quietly. What is different about it? I asked, truly curious. The sky is gone, Thaddeus said. What? That, that can't be right, I said. What sort of folk live in a place without a sky? The sort that have nowhere else to go, lad, Neater said. He strode then to the tapestry on the wall. His face contorted as he pondered it, and he ran a hand down its length, resting long over the last device where the light pushed back the encroaching dark. He turned back there, and a frown was on his face. There are no other cities, are there? He said, but he seemed to already know the answer. I can't answer that, but I have doubts that there are, Thaddeus answered. A hundred years ago, traders would come in after the Devil's Eve and resupply, but that stopped before I was born. Now, even the outlying farmers don't come anymore. No one comes. Well, of course they don't, I said. Who on earth would come to a city where monsters are walking about every night? They don't walk about every night, Thaddeus said. They come once a year, and at the end, they leave, and the sky returns, and the dawn rises. But the dark remains, a shadow on the horizon, and every year it retreats a little less. And always through the horror we could look out our windows to the moon and the stars, and they would remind us that the end would come, eventually, and we would see the morning. This time, this time there were no stars, only pitiless dark. Cloud cover, I offered. No, I saw it myself when I sent off the beacon, Thaddeus answered. In that moment before I beheld you running, I was looking up and I saw the silver light rise, rise, rise. And then it was gone. Simply gone. It was not clouds that swallowed it. It was void. It was simply gone. Hmm, yes. You folk have thought yourselves in a dangerous cycle, but really, it was a war of attrition, Neater nodded. Your world should be dead. Do not put your dark ways on us, stranger, Thaddeus said. Oh, I have put nothing on no one, Neater said, raising his hands in defense. Whatever you lot have beyond the walls, that is not my doing. That's not how it works. How what works? I asked. What happened to this world? You know, don't you? Oh, in that general sort of way that one knows things, such as a taste of lemon when you are not eating one, or the color red even if your eyes are closed. I know, roundabout, that you all have done something horrible, and by it, ended your world. 
It always happens, you see. Someone goes and does something foolish, and someone answers with something more foolish, and the world rolls merrily down towards its death. Like... fire, I said. In my mind's eye, I beheld the flames which had led me into this nightmare. Marhau burning, and my whole world with it. Fire could be one, Nieder nodded. Water could be another. A lot of them have to do with summoning ancient evils, which I have to admit being a little baffled by. It seems absurd that so many of you humans would kill your world just for a little taste of old power. I have a theory on that. I think you all have some sort of bred stupidity that causes it. Like a disease, only instead of destroying your body, it destroys your world. But it's not always your fault. There have been comets and earthquakes, and one time the sun grew and grew and grew until everything burned. I have seen you folk create wondrous machines, make miracles out of metal and iron and electricity, and then turn around and just use them to destroy each other until nothing is left. It's like you all want to die. It's maddening. Not the least because I am a bystander in it all. Nieder spun then and looked at the tapestry on the wall. His fingers rose to his chin and he began to tap while he thought aloud. Now, if I were to guess, and mind, a guess is all it would be, someone summoned something. That is how this usually goes when an encroaching horde of monsters are about. Not always, I should say. You all did make this cure for death once. It brought the dead back to life. Horrible idea. Turns out the risen dead really like to eat people. Awful affair. I did not like that world. And, of course, it was the one I lived the longest in. Ah, fate is a cruel mistress, is she not? I, I don't see the humor in that, I said, and that was the truth. The vain hope of my nightmare being real, and that I would wake and find myself back in Marhau, was disappearing, and what remained was much, much worse. Ah, you would not. Anyways, a dark like this is probably cosmic, and, if this tapestry is correct, came a long, long time ago. Ha! Maybe even when we first met Kaelin, wouldn't that be something? No? Okay. Well, it doesn't matter much now. Then, to everyone's surprise, he reached up and tore the tapestry, ripping off the final device that showed the City of Light surrounded by shadow. What are you doing? Thaddeus demanded. Relax, priest. Your tapestry will be just as dead as you in a few days. No point in crying. Now, he held the tapestry up. Tell me about this light. What does it mean? It is the light of the light bearer, Malor, who came in the hour of need and cast back the darkness, Thaddeus answered. Nieder looked once to the device in his hand, then to the ceiling, as if looking for answers there, then to the device again. His finger rose, his eyes lit up. Ah, that must be it, he said. It for what? I wondered. What she was planning! Why she sent you here, Kaelin? This fellow... He lifted up the device and slapped it with his hand. She wants you to find him. Find who? Who wants... 
that? Why me? Oh, lad, too many questions and not enough time. We can talk while we run. Nieder turned for the door, but stopped as Thaddeus rose. You cannot go out there, he said, incredulous. You'll be dead before the hour. Probably, Nieder said, and continued walking. Wait, I am not going out there, I protested. I am not a chosen one, or whatever you decided. I'm just a guy from Marhau. Yes, we've been over that, Nieder said. Listen, Kaelin, friend, you can stay here if you want. I can't stop you. But, well, this whole world is ending. There's days, maybe only hours left. If you want to spend those by the fire, then you're free to do so. But there's no victory there. And I assure you, that crow sent you here because she thought you could win. Why? Why me? I don't even think this is real. Why send me instead of instead of someone like Thaddeus? Nader shrugged. Like I said, lad, I don't make the rules. I just follow them. But now that you say, it's not a bad idea to take friends. Would you come with us, Thaddeus? We could use a burly fellow like you to show the way and maybe buy us some time with your corpse if things go poorly. Thaddeus huffed and folded his arms. He stood in front of the fire, and in the dim light, his shadow seemed to swallow the room. Where on earth do you think you could go in the middle of the Devil's Eve? He said. Nieder held up the device, still clutched in his hand. To see this light bearer, of course, 